Republican or Democrat, that's our position to follow through on such incidents or matters. Tijuana police say they've arrested 34 caravan members for drug possession, public intoxication, and disturbing the peace. Now, they're going to be deported back to their home countries. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen on what's going on at the border. The reality is that the majority of the caravan that we see is made up of single adult males or teenage males. And you're listening to USA Radio News. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800 by dell for more Black Friday deals. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source com score total visits. Over 800 people are still unaccounted for due to the massive campfire in Northern California. Evacuations are now happening at the Chico Walmart due to rain. USA Radio Network's Wendy King is there. Firefighters continue to make progress, and the fire is now 75% contained. I'm here at the Walmart parking lot, where people are now being evacuated due to heavy rain in the forecast. My name is Efren Tavazan. I am to a victim. I survived. Did you lose your house, Everett? Yes, I did. Also with me is a proud, disabled pastor from Paradise who is giving everything for his surviving congregation. Jerry? Pastor Jerry Lingenfelder, I lost everything from the fire. And I've been here since day one, giving, not taking. Reporting from the Walmart parking lot in Chico, I'm Wendy King for USA Radio News. A flash flood watch is in effect for Northern California as well. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Pietro Gumina, owner of the Sicilian Ristorante. What about a nice lunch or dinner at the Sicilian today? Only the Sicilian can offer you scungilli salad, bruschette, escarco, clams oreganate, mussels marinara, fried calamari, risotto, gnocchi, ravioli, lasagna, eggplant parmigiana, pasta cosuco, osso buco, ciuppino, chicken o veal prosciola, veal piccata, chicken marsala, grilled salmon, linguine pescatore, record lamb, the godfather veal chop, lobster tails, shrimp, sea bass, fettuccine primavera, shrimp portofino, chicken in Portobello, gelati, cannoli, tiramisu. But remember, dining Sicilian style is almost like making love. You really must take the time to enjoy it. The Sicilian, we serve a lunch Monday through Friday and dinner every night except a Sunday. The Sicilian is located at 3520 Tropicana, Justice of Pecos, 458-2004, 458-2004. For great food and terrific service, we'll see you at the Sicilian Ristorante. Ciao e arrivederci. At Sarah's Kitchen in the Klondike Casino, they feature timeless favorites like beer-battered cod, slow-roasted prime rib, and southern fried chicken. All right from Sarah's Family Cookbook. Sarah's Kitchen serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner and offers a late-night menu for you night owls. Check out Sarah's Kitchen at www.klondikesunset.com. They're at 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Sarah's Kitchen. Think of it as the best in home cooking without having to cook. 
Hey, football fans, it's time for another KSHP Touchdown Showdown. The game is the December 2nd matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders. There will be prizes each quarter, but there's a limited number of entries. Winners will be announced December 3rd on AM 1400. So tune in to the Radio Shopping Show for details on how to earn a square and then get ready to score with the KSHP Touchdown Showdown. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. The Mega Tent Sale is on at Las Vegas Golf and Tennis. Save up to 60%. Dozen tailor-made distance golf balls, $9.88. Golden Knights golf shirts, $48. Callaway X-Series iron sets, $3.28. Deals everywhere. Click lvgolf.com for more. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. If you've been searching for the best pizza in Las Vegas, the search is over. Check out Those Guys Pies at 2916 Lake East Drive in Lakestown Plaza. Featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives, Those Guys Pies will have you coming back for more. Keep it simple or dive into a specialty pizza, great wings and fingers, and the incredible cheesesteak subs at Those Guys Pies. They've got hockey game night specials, too. Turn off Sahara near Durango to easily get to the Lakestown Plaza and find this hidden gem. The guys at Those Guys Pies take great pride in every pizza made, calling it a labor of love, and your taste buds will love the results. Call 702-629-2626. That's 629-2626. And you'll say, those guys are my guys from this day forward. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner Power Play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the Vegas Strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. 
Call now, call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now, call free. All right, folks, here we go from Las Vegas. It is Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, and we're fired up. Uh, We've got our good friend Mike from johnsyndicate.com. James Jones going to join us again this week. Our good friend John will be back with us next week. Uh, But we got a lot on the docket for you. Thanksgiving, we've got holiday basketball. We've we've got Tiger and Phil here in Las Vegas. We've got breakfast, lunch, dinner time football on Thanksgiving Day, NBA, NHL. There's loads to discuss, plenty on the docket as we launch another edition of SportsInsiderRadio.com. Without further ado, we bring the boys in. Oh, I think we uh, I think we head to Baltimore first. And so say hello to Mike, who's been manning the office. I mean, you've been carrying our boy, John. We miss him. Glad he's on the mend, and we're going to get him back next week. But happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Hi, Mike. How you doing, bud? Hey, man. How you doing? Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. Um, yeah, I've been here. I've been alone. I'm stranded. I have no technology because he took it all home to set up his trade stations. <laughs> um, uh, I have to look on my phone. I have no com- No, I'm just kidding. But, no, he's he's doing well. Um, it's a long, lengthy process for this rehab. So, um, look, it's just he's doing the right thing. He's been he's you know him personally. The guy never stops moving and definitely doesn't sit. I can't and imagine. He literally, I can't imagine can't move and has to sit the whole time for a week. Yeah, he had rotator cuff surgery, and, and anyway, we uh, wish him a speedy recovery. But I, yeah, he's got to be like a cornered rat. So we're, we're thinking of him and hope hope he's feeling better. Uh, but again, this week, we're excited to have James Jones, who's on board with us uh, you know, from Atlanta, where the, the Falcons spit the bit last week. Hi, James, how you doing? I'm good, Brian. I'm again happy uh, early. Thanksgiving to you as well. Absolutely, sir. It's going to be great. So, uh, what's the routine tomorrow, Mike? I mean, there's a lot on the docket. You have some have some turkey in the office. So, what I normally do, and I do this every year, is um, I'm here at about 8 a.m. So, 5 a.m. for you. Um, I'm here up till game time, and then I, you know, once once the games begin, um, there's only three actual games for NFL. So it's not a big docket like college football where I have to man the half times and, and monitor as much. And then I enjoy the rest of the day with the family. Oh, outstanding. Uh, James, as he alluded to, we got action You know, morning, noon, and night. It's a great day. But it's a day to be with the family, but it's still a day where there are a lot of opportunities on the board. So uh, technology gives us the wherewithal to be able to do something about it, even if we're home eating turkey. Oh, yeah, I've already uh... – I've already tried to get with the wife uh, yesterday, leading up to tomorrow, and let her know, hey, there's football on tomorrow, so let's see you can get that out of the way so I can go over to the man cave and catch the rest of the games all day uh, while you go shopping, honey. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, I don't know about you guys. Have you ever done the 
uh, the Black Friday thing? I've never, I've never done Absolutely that. Absolutely not. I've never you done it. Pay me to go to the mall tomorrow. I am not a mall person. I will say this: I just, I, I enjoy Cyber Monday more than Black Friday. Yeah. Oh, oh. Speaking of one more, one more reference to our dear friend John. Can you imagine? That whack-a-mole on Cyber Monday with all the all the toys he's got, he must spend a million dollars. It's it never ends. It's like he just can never be comfortable. He's always trying to innovate and get the newest, latest camera and the live stream and the laptop that's going to alert him that he's got the Don Best screen. Like this is just picture this. He's sitting. He's got a recliner, and because he, he can't sleep in a bed because of rotator cuff, he's got to have a recliner on the to the right. There's the Don Best screen. To the left, a laptop. He's on FaceTime with me. He's like, he's so pumped because he literally is sitting there all day watching every college basketball game. The guy never watched a game before in his life. And he's just obsessed. He's got it all up. He's calling me every five minutes. He's on top of his game. Like, look, relax, recover. And he's... All he says, I have more time to be able to monitor halftime. <laughs> I know that nut bar. <laughs> He's probably listening to this. If you are, text me a picture. I got. I got to see the home setup now. All right, hey fellas, let's get to it though. Thanksgiving Day got a lot of big games on the docket, and it starts with Chicago and Detroit. And this number was four and a half uh, throughout the course of the week. And said, you know, and, and this is one of those things, and this is kind of stuff we talk about here. Stuff I know you tell your clients. Well, and it wasn't because of what just, uh, the word that's out this morning, uh, but you had a number that was sitting at four and a half, which is a dead zone where the number can be volatile. Uh, Mike, I'll let you start with this, and, and then we'll get James' take. But here, here's the thing. Uh, Chicago got their game flexed to Sunday night to play the Vikings. The Bears are doing everything right. But, I mean, you're turning around now to go play from Sunday night to Thursday at 1230 uh, that's a ridiculous turnaround for them. And you just knew sharp money would come in on the home dog. And now the word is out. Mitchell Trubisky's shoulders on the mend, and it looks like Chase Daniels going to be the starter. Uh, Michael, it's 3, 43 and a half, 44. I got news for you. This thing may come below 3. Uh, I agree. Uh, specifically, you know, right now there's nobody, again, with – Trubisky in there, you can make a case for trying to get in early before the line move. But right now, it's such a difference when you have a guy that's playing as well as he is, that's experienced and understands his offense, to bring in Chase Daniel, who was you know, backing up Drew Brees for so many years, um, and to throw him in there on the road early, where they've literally had the shortest week possible coming from Sunday night to the early game on Thursday never happens, right? It never happens this way. It's usually if they don't ever put somebody on Sunday night and then Thursday night football, but because of the flex, they were Sunday night, now they're playing literally three days later, and, you know, but both teams are pretty banged up. I mean, there's some key players out for Detroit as well. Um, Carrion Johnson, their starting running back, is out. Uh, Marvin Jones is probably going to be out. Um, these are two pivotal players on their team that ever since they lost Golden Tate, I mean, Detroit plays tough at home. We know that. And they showed that last week um, playing the Panthers at home. So, you know, if River wrote Ron doesn't, you know, go for two, they take it to overtime. But you know how he does it. He just never, mm-hmm. he never can predict him at the end of the game. But they play tough the entire game, start to finish. They're a tough team to play at home. 
They're definitely a tough team to play on Thanksgiving because this is their tradition. And, you know, I wouldn't sleep on them as good as the Bears' defense is. And we saw what they could do. They're unbelievable. I mean, Mack, top two player in the league, 100%. Him or Aaron Donald on defense are probably the two best players, head and shoulders about anybody else. But playing on the road, again, that short week, as a sharp, and again, the squares, they're going to bet Chicago. They saw what they did Sunday night. I just can't, especially now, not knowing the quarterback situation. I mean, even with Trubisky, I would still take the dog. I'm not saying I'm going to play the game, but from a sharp standpoint, I would still take the dog at home because the team is coming off a short week. Um, I mean, they both are, but they played Sunday night. So um, it, it's going to be tough for the Bears to actually pull this one out, especially if Chase Daniels quarterback. James, let me ask you this. You know, the low-hanging fruit. Okay, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, the home dog looks attractive, but I think the correlation that's there is the total on the game was 45. You're looking at 43-and-a-half, 44. I would venture a guess this could come down even further, and some of it is, you know, reading the tea leaves here, this Bears defense is is the order of the day and what gets them wins to begin with. Uh, and with Daniel in there, uh, you would think at least – uh, he's only he's at best he had a practice to be out there with the with the first right. team. It'd be a pretty simplistic offensive game plan. Uh, it, do you think the the total and the under is safer than trusting the the Lions? I, I do think the uh, the total is, is safer. And uh, real quick, you said it could come below three. It's already showing at two and a half at a few offshore books now. There you go. Uh, five times the bookmaker both already have it at. Uh, two and a half minus two and a half bears, but yeah, I think if Chase Daniels playing, the uh, the Bears are going to rely on uh, Cleo Mack and that defense. Simply, as you said, simplistic offense, running the ball, but also Detroit and Matt Patricia, they know that they know if Chase Daniels in that game. They know what the game plan is going to be. They know that the Bears are going to try to beat them with defense and running the ball. So I, I, I'm in total agreement with you that the uh, going under that total, but get now because I'm with you. I think it's going to drop more. And, Mike, you know the appetite from the players. Pardon the pun on Thanksgiving. Everybody's got an appetite. But uh, they're going to want all three of these games. They're going to hook them up in parlays. Some of these games, they'll even bleed out and be connected with teasers and parlays all the way to the weekend. Well, I mean, a guy that's going to want to keep getting fed is my man Zeke in the following game, the the midday game from the Cowboys. Um, What a change of events, those two teams. The Redskins seem like they had – the, the clear lead to win that division a few weeks ago, playing good defense. Um, then they lose Alex Smith to a gruesome injury. Um, I hope he gets a you know I hope he has a chance to come back and play in the league. But with his you know as old as he is, not sure that's even going to be possible. And the Cowboys changed their whole philosophy. They started running the ball, got down to basics, and feeding the best player on their team giving him the 25 to 28 touches a game, and the guy's an animal. I mean, they're, they're literally complete. From two weeks ago, they are a completely different team because what I saw not even less than a month ago when they lost at home to Tennessee on Monday Night Football, they couldn't do anything. And Tennessee was running all over them. Mariota was doing great. Now they just they changed their philosophy of getting back to basics, of running the ball, won two tough road games at Philadelphia and Atlanta, and now they had the Redskins at home versus a backup quarterback. So um, this is a type of game where, you know, 
Dallas is in line to win a division with their remaining schedule, especially having three out of four at home um, for the rest of the season. You know, personally, the way that they're playing, again, I'm, I don't have a play yet on this game, but the Cowboys, if I could get them less than a touchdown, if it gets down to six and a half or six, I'm going to snag them, get value. Well, the one the one thing I would say, too, uh, James, if, if I'm uh, Ryan and Breeze, I'm I'm putting myself in bubble wrap because there's a quarterback out in each of these early games. But the the McCoy deal, he came in, he looked pretty good uh, in that game last week. Again, short week for him to to practice. uh, But there's something about the Redskins and Cowboys and that blood rival. It's worth something, there's no doubt, and it's an inflated number because McCoy's in. But honestly, uh, even with Smith, Washington was winning, you know, they beat Tampa 16-3. I mean, they've, they've been playing low-scoring games anyway. Right, and, you know, Colt McCoy uh, is, he's a game manager of all game managers. You know, a lot of people want to say Alex Smith is a game manager. I want to tell you, Alex Smith is a, is a player. He's a baller. He can play. Uh, he, he's a player, and they're going to miss him. However, there's something about Dallas, and when you, especially when you put them against a rivalry like Redskins on Thanksgiving Day, Something about Dallas just tells me that they're a team that can go on the road to Philadelphia and beat the Fender Super Bowl champs. They can go on the, on the road to Atlanta and beat them. And then I, it, something gets me. It's just that's the team that can also go to home and lose to a Redskins, Colt McCoy-led team. Yep. Uh, something is just – I just don't feel like something's right there. I don't know if it's Jason Garrett or what. Just kind of the vibe I get. And when you've got an inflated number like that, I feel like a lot of the public is going to uh, go with the Cowboys. But – if you get them at seven, seven and a half, I, I think I'd be rolling with the Redskins. But, James, I, I'll follow up with this. Uh, and it's funny is these guys very rarely have gotten the opportunity. But when we're in August and preseason football kicks in, two guys specifically that have been real money makers the last few years you know, have been Chase Daniel and Colt McCoy and their quarterbacks. Right. Now, I know it's preseason. Now, let, let's just start there. I'm not saying, you know, are these guys starting quarterbacks? Uh, you know, most likely not. But in short samples, it's not like they're not capable of coming out and moving football teams. The majority of the stuff they do is in preseason against backups. But they are guys that have a skill set. And I honestly, I thought McCoy come off the bench last week and look really good. Yeah, and, and not to, to add on to that, they don't have the tape on them like they do Alex Smith. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't know exactly what Washington is going to come in and do because they come in with a different quarterback. Same thing with, with you know, Chicago. But Dallas, they, they don't know exactly what to expect with Colton McCoy. Now, he's going to be a game manager, yes. But, again, there's just something. I'm not a big Jason Garrett fan. To me, it's just something about Jason Garrett and the Cowboys just not sitting right. They can go on the road and win two big games and come home. There's something ain't sitting right there with that home game against the Colt McCoy-led Redskins. Yeah. Well, hey, Mike, you know all about it, though. I mean, rivalries, right? We always say this. Baltimore-Pittsburgh make the home team three, always take the points. Yeah, the McCoy thing maybe muddies the water, but there's just something about Redskins and Dallas where these games are backyard brawls. Well, sure, and they're going to keep it close. I mean – the Redskins this year, their defense, their defense is very optimistic. They're not a team that's going to shut you down, but they keep it close, and they don't particularly get blown out. The only blowout they really had this year was at New Orleans, but New Orleans has done that to everybody. 
So, you know, Washington is going to keep it close simply because they, they know Dallas. They play them twice a year. And most of the time when you have these divisional matchups, the coaching staff knows each other and they keep it close. Um, so the value is a new quarterback, like James said, that you don't have particularly a lot of tape on. Usually backup quarterbacks that are okay players, the first couple weeks that they're in usually do okay because there's not enough tape. Then when there's enough tape on there in two full games, then the defensive coaching staff, wherever they're playing you know, three, four weeks from now, could see their tendencies and take away what they want to do and make them do what they're not good at. But until then, you have that free, you know, that free motion where you could actually get away with it for a game or two, kind of like the Ravens game last week. I mean, I thought I was – I don't know what you were looking at, Brian, but I thought I was looking at a high school team running – the triple option for these Ravens. No throwing. There was no um, – it was very basic, and literally they had, what, about 16 runs before they threw their first ball. Now, that's great, and they did that against the team at home, and they won the game. But you're not going to win in the NFL running the ball and having no threat of a passing attack. Coaches are going to pick up on that. They're not going to let him run, and on top of it, he gets hit one time – the rookie's done. He might be out for a career. So you can't just base it on one game, and that's why that first game is so important. You can get away with it, similar how the Ravens got away with it with uh, Lamar Jackson. Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number for you is 800-209-1679. And we're talking Thanksgiving Day NFL football, and we get to the get-out game. And, James, we got to let you have at this first. Um you're in Atlanta. You know about this Falcons team. Uh, they were on a on a run. They were looking good. They were right back in the picture. And all of a sudden, they get derailed with that game uh, at Cleveland. And uh, Ryan just made some really goofy decisions of, of the last couple of weeks. The play callings of a suspect. But here we go with everybody goes nuts with what they've last witnessed. New Orleans is stepping on people's neck. Uh, and the fact they had Breeze in there with three, four, five minutes to go in that fourth quarter was insane to me. But they're going to keep going, and they're going to keep scoring. Belichick's kind of like that. But the the history of this series is who has the ball last, and it's a track meet. And I'm wondering, the total, uh, first of all, the side looks way too high to me. But the total of 60 or 60 and a half, I look at it, and I'm like, I can see these two teams after having watched – that Kansas City game the other night with the Rams where they're saying, well, hey, man, we can do the same thing. I, I could see these guys going up and down the field. I could see them close to the total at halftime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the Falcons, they're, they're they're close to packing in. Of course, they've got too much pride to just call it a, call it a day, but uh, you're right. And not only is uh, this rivalry game come down to uh, – you could probably go back the last three, four, five years, every game comes down to who has the ball last. Yeah. Um, you're right. So the total, uh, is, I mean, to me, it's just way too high. Now, yeah, New Orleans, like you said, they're just they're just stepping on people's on on the back of their necks and running right over them. However, uh, if you look at something like uh, Atlanta and Dallas last week, Atlanta, we all know about the injuries. Everyone knows about the injuries on on defense. A lot of people seem to forget that Atlanta has their starting left and right guards are out for the year, so they're missing a half of their offensive starting offensive line. And Dallas, 
DeMarcus Lawrence and that defensive line they had were able to put pressure on. New Orleans, not quite as much uh, a pass rush threat as Dallas is. So I think Matt Ryan's will have a little more time and be able to throw with, and, and, and play with New Orleans. Saying that, uh, I, I'm with you. I think a lot of points can and will be scored. I don't see Atlanta score, uh, slowing the Saints down. The only way I think the Saints slow down the Falcons is if they were able to get a pass rush, and it's not as dominant as, say, uh, Marshall Lawrence coming off the edge with Dallas. Um, the total, uh, the, uh, the side is way too high, uh, especially when you have a conference game. Not only the, when you have a conference rivalry, these play, these teams play each other twice a year. So they're familiar with what they're, what they're going to see. They're familiar with what they're doing. Not only that, Sean Payton's been in, in New Orleans for forever. So, they know what to expect. Atlanta knows what to expect from New Orleans. New Orleans knows what to expect from Atlanta. It's going to be tight, and I think it's going to be high score. You know, the one thing, and I keep, James, just to follow up, I felt bad for you last week and any Falcon yeah. fan, and I and I mean this sincerely because I'm watching it, and all I could think was back to the Super Bowl. I mean, a guy like Ryan should know better. There were at least three occasions where they've got third down in the, at about the 32-yard line, and Bryant's a great kicker, and – and Ryan took a sack on third down. Bryant made a 54-yarder once. Twice he took him out of field goal range. I mean, you, you can't do stuff like that yeah. and win football games. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And then you got your all-world kicker coming back, who I believe, I could be wrong, was 54, maybe even a 57. He pulled his hamstring, Matt Bryant, on a 57-yard field goal earlier in the year. So you know he's still got the old leg that can get it up, uh, get it through from, from way back. Uh, let's just say I, I had a uh, – I found this cap on while I was sitting and watching in the recliner. If I had a hard hat on, my TV might be broke. <laughs> uh, Mike, what's your read on this game? I mean, look, New Orleans is just blowing the brakes off everybody. I mean, since the last time they played, I mean, last time they played Atlanta it was a 43-37 matchup where the last team who had the ball, you know, basically won the game. But since then, they've scored 33-43, tough game against the Ravens on the road, 30-45-51-48. I think right now they're just hitting their stride, especially now that Ingram is fully integrated into the offense just like last year. They're even better than they are last year. But anybody in the NFL getting 13 points is tremendous. I mean, this goes up to 14. How can you not take the Falcons in a divisional game where at this point, if they're not packing it in, but they're trying to spoil New Orleans of getting a bye. That's really – it's pride, like James said – and they're going to have pride. They're NFL players. They're, they have a good franchise uh, just with a lot of injuries this year. They just can't overcome that. And they lost a lot of close games early in the season that is now showing that they're not going to make the playoffs. So getting 14 points, I just can't stomach taking a 14-point favorite, 13 or 14-point favorite, no matter what the situation is. If anything, I just want him to play the game. But I cannot in an NFL game – with a division matchup where it's not like Atlanta can't score points. You're not playing, you know, the bottom barrel NFL team here. They can put up points. They have a great offense. It's just they're very their defense has just had too many injuries where they can't stop anybody. But offensively, they haven't struggled all year. I mean, Matt Ryan was playing at a very high caliber this entire season. With the addition of Ridley and Jones, they've been playing great. So they just can't stop anybody. So the value is, I mean, I would take the points as a sharp again. If it goes up to 14, I'm going to take it. That's two touchdowns. There you go. 
There's your Thanksgiving breakdown, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. we got more NFL action. We've got college football. There's plenty on the docket, holiday college basketball, tons to talk about. We're far from done. We invite you to keep it right here. We'll be right back on Sports Insider Radio. one 800 That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, who doesn't love hockey? And- hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio, 800-209-1679, sportsinsiderradio.com. Diving back into the NFL slate and what we're looking forward to this weekend after having checked in on Thanksgiving Day football. A lot of big games this weekend. Uh, Playoff ramifications. We're turning the corner for home. Uh, I'll start off with you, Mike. I mean, the one thing we got to take into account is weather, and I'm telling you, uh, you're starting to see snow all over the place now at some of these stadiums. Wind, weather, you better start taking it into account because it's that time of year. Well, anytime we go into December football after Thanksgiving, weather starts playing a big role. Um, wind conditions, the temperature, playing at night, um, it gets more frigid. You've got to be able to play defense, and you've got to be able to run the ball. And it's not – the, the game has transitioned. It's not the same game that it was years ago where that was just the formula to win the Super Bowl. As we see the Kansas Cities, the Rams, the, the Saints, those three teams literally score almost every possession. And 
it's not just a formula where they just play defense and run the ball. They they just will score more points than you are. And that game Monday night, Brian, I, honestly, just hands down, the best one of the best regular season games I've ever seen. It was amazing. And, and the funny thing is, you, you look at the score, right, and you're like, oh, my, there was no defense. Well, the defense on both sides factored in making big plays and producing points. Huge plays. Huge. I mean, defensive touchdowns, sacks, pressure consistently. But the talent was so good on both sides offensively. And it, look, at the end of the day, the Rams have a better defense talent-wise on paper, but they're still banged up. They don't have to lead back. Peters is not the guy that I've seen on Kansas City in years past. He is, he's got flaws. And besides their off, you know, their D-line, they, they're, you could penetrate their defense, especially in the secondary. And, and then you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs really don't have those big names on defense ex- except their couple of really good defensive linemen. So they're very opportunistic. I mean, they, they take their chances when they could get them. But offensively, when you have these two young quarterbacks that are literally playing on an MVP caliber, two, probably two of the top running backs in the league, receivers, tight ends. I mean, they it was a star-studded cast. Every play, it was, look, it was, it was funny because John sent me uh, a Snapchat on Monday night right before the end of the game, and his son was still fully into it. He's like, I have Patrick Mahomes in fantasy. I need more <laughs> points. I need more points. He had six touchdowns. How many points? more points do you need? Really? Uh, that was wild. I, I, I would say this, uh, James – of all games, and this might shock people, but the one I, I consider to be, you know, there's some marquee games and everything, but the game of the week with the impact that it's ultimately going to have down the road is the game with Seattle and Carolina. With, you know, Carolina going for the two, they they just brought everybody back into the equation there. Carolina's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but the total in the game is 47. If you sit there and say that NFC is wide open – uh, you brought everybody into the NFC in for the wild card where it looked like they were just playing. They could win the division and the division only. And if Seattle wins this game, this is going to week 17 to determine the second wild card in the NFC. Yeah, and, and you know, the the Falcons losing last week to Dallas didn't just hurt the wild card, but it hurt with the tiebreaker. Same thing here with Carolina and Seattle. You know, they're going to be, let's say Seattle wins this game. They're both sitting in at six and five. Well, the big deal is the tiebreaker coming at the end of the year because they they had to head matchup. Yep. So it's huge. No, it's a big game, and and the thing sitting at three and a half, Mike. That's one I got to believe uh, you're going to see threes pop up on this one. Uh, you will, and it's it's one of those games that it's it's a again it's when you have a three game it just there's it's really you get one to three points being at home, so. Um, in this predicament, you know, getting three, it's just a lot of games. On, there's a lot of traps this time of the year. People didn't, the listeners that are listening to the show, it's very hard for you to look at the board and just say, based on opinion, this is who I like. There's so many factors, and we talk about this all the time, finding line value. Um, like last week, for example, we had the Giants. We played them on Tuesday laying one because we, we knew the line is going to go up. We grabbed them at an early number. And then it went up to three. I remember I even grabbed them at two, two and a half later on in the week. Game time, it was three. They won by three. So a regular square that is just so – doesn't have that long-term thinking and is just logging into his account 
and just betting it Sunday morning because he, he really didn't even look at the games until Sunday morning. He was focused on all the other days leading up to it. He pushed while all the money that I had from Tuesday on getting that value – I ended up winning the game, and that happens a lot, especially in the NFL, because come Sunday, the line is – they massage the line so much that by the time Sunday, it becomes sharp. Monday night game is sharp. Look at what happened Monday night. It was a three-point spread. Any one of my clients, I told them to buy it down. So you want to get off those key numbers, especially no matter the cost, because it's kind of like we talk about this all the time. It's similar to baseball. If you're going to take a 140, a 130 favorite in baseball – What's the difference if you specifically like a number and you buy it, buy it down to 130, 140 juice? If you have that number and that's what you're set on, then you just buy it. And, and people get so hyper-focused on the non, you know, just betting it and worrying about paying extra juice. But if you particularly are just in love with that number and this is what your algorithm or the information that you put your own number on the game set, then just do it. Hey, right in your backyard, let's keep it there. Raiders, cross-country travel, land uh, 10.5, the Ravens at home. Uh, what do you make of the mindset here? I mean, I'm still optimistic about the Ravens. I can't – last week, because I'm not a homer, John will tell you, I had the Bengals. Um, I don't know what happened, why the line moved from 4-7 to seven because of – basically with Lamar Jackson. I had no idea. I, I literally, to this day, I just couldn't figure out why the line moved that much on a backup quarterback that really hasn't shown anything of you know consistency except running the ball this entire season. And now I don't know how much they're going to open up the playbook. Obviously, we talk about it all the time, where a team from the West Coast traveling to the East Coast playing an early game is a big deal. Um, we predominantly, in years past, when Oakland comes to our house, we usually play quite well. We play well against anybody in our house. I mean, playing at home, we're a much different team than on the road, and this has been going on for years. But unless they open up the playbook, I just don't see a blowout. I mean, 10 points is a lot in the NFL. As bad as Oakland is, they went into Arizona and they won. I'm not saying that they're going to turn their season around. They have a lot of inconsistencies on both sides of the ball, but, again, 10 points is 10 points. I don't feel comfortable not knowing how much the offense is going to open up with Lamar. And they may completely open it up, and he could start throwing the ball, and he could have a great game. But I just can't put a number on that game and consistently bet it. What I would do is I'm going to wait till halftime. I'm going to see how the first half prevails. And if I see value in the second half, I'll grab it. But I, I, need, more, I need to see more out of Lamar and how they're going to run the offense before I, you know – play the game. James, how are you treating personally the Eagles? The Eagles are six-point favorites hosting the Giants. Total in the game is 46. They've lost two in a row. They've lost three of their last four, and they got absolutely blasted last week. Losing by one, losing by 40, same thing, I guess, at the end of the day. The, The one thing is, generally speaking, the one thing you see when pros get embarrassed they usually turn out with a pretty good effort the next week yeah uh, here, here's my take on the eagles i think that the eagles are a above mere tier team of, of course they won a super bowl last year right but they're sitting at four or six this year here's the big difference last year they came from nowhere this year they're not sneaking up on anybody they're getting everybody's best game because they are the defending national uh defending super bowl champs 
So they're getting everyone's best game. So they're getting a dogfight every single week of people wanting to beat them. So that's what I think the big deal is with the Eagles. Plus, they're dealing battling a little bit of injuries. But, you know, everybody at this point in the season dealt with injuries. Here's what I like to say. Uh, the Giants, they're not going to do anything this year. But they're really beginning, I, I think, to make the turn back to a uh, uh, respectable franchise. I really think they're starting to come on. But as far as the Eagles, yeah, I, I think they, uh, they're they going to have to win. Uh, they're going to have to win, you know, went out really to get a chance to make the playoffs at 10 to 6. I don't think 9 to 7 is going to get in the playoffs. If when they get in the playoffs, I think it's going to be a, a different story. I think they'll bring their A game. Right now, I think they're they're just uh, they're getting everyone's best game versus last year when they were in the dog mask, underdogs all year long, underdogs in the playoffs, underdogs in the Super Bowl. Told the you know the script is flipped. Yeah, to Mike's point, or to James' point rather, Mike, uh, you know, with the Giants, uh. I think he's got, he's on to something there. Uh, I think, you know, they target uh, the line, and they got to find themselves a quarterback down the road. So that that's the big question mark. But with Barkley and Beckham, uh, they've got weapons on offense. And finally, it seems like they found a legitimate way to utilize Barkley. I think he was thoroughly misused the first eight, nine weeks of the season. But this Barkley kid is the real deal. I was I loved him in college. I knew coming in. I mean, they still give you know they keep saying all the time they should have grabbed the quarterback. Um, no matter that Barkley was the best player in the draft, I disagree. He's one of those generational type players. Um, you just don't see that type of speed and size and strength come out often out of college. And the fact that you could plug him in, I mean, look, Eli has made some mistakes this year. He's not the same Eli he was years ago when he didn't make as many. You know, mistakes and throw interceptions. Beckham, I feel like they misused him for the first eight games of the season. I feel like they misused the entire offense. <laughs> but uh, if you get him in the game early, the guy is a freak of nature. He could break any route and take it deep. He could, he's got the best hands in the league. you got to give him, I believe, with a type of player like that, you have to at least give him at least 12 to 15 targets. You just have to make it happen. I don't care if he's getting double covered. The guy is so good that you could get away with it. But in certain games, I feel like they just – they feel like because he's getting blanketed, they completely don't even look his way, and that hurts them. But with Barkley as good as he is, and they're now using him correctly, like you said, out of the backfield, um, they're utilizing him in a lot more misdirection, which, which I see is a positive sign going into the end of the season. But they wanted San Francisco, and they won – at home versus Tampa Bay. Uh, that's not saying much. Um, going to Philly is going to be a much different scenario. Um, Philly still has the talent, and Wentz is still legitimately good. They have the caliber of players. I just, again, believe this is the type of team that just hit with so many injuries. And they are, like James said, they're getting, they're getting everybody else's best game. They're, they're not sneaking up on anybody, and it's showing this year where you know teams are coming in there, and, and they're putting a smash, smash down on them. And I believe that the Eagles have to regroup and they have to make some decisions in the offseason of some other additions because you know what happens, Brian. The Super Bowl comes, and then the players that are good on the team end up getting signed elsewhere because everybody sees their talent level and they made it to the Super Bowl. And it's hard after you win the Super Bowl to retain. This is why we don't have back-to-back champions often, right? No, no doubt so, about it. You know, I believe this is the type of game 
where the Giants will keep it close. I mean, again, I'm not, I don't particularly have a play on this game, but if you gave my honest opinion, I would take the Giants with the points if I'm going to get seven. I mean, I know right now it's at six. But the Giants, they played at Washington, they lost by seven. They played at Atlanta, they lost by three. They played at Carolina, they lost by two. There's, they don't get blown out often. They lose, but they don't get blown out less than seven points. So if you're going to get points, and I know you got to throw last game out where the New Orleans just trampled all over the Eagles, but at the end of the day, I think that the team playing better right now are the Giants, and the team that is trying to find their identity is the Eagles. So if I'm going to have seven, I'm going to grab it. James College. Hey, Brock, yeah, ba- yeah, go ahead, bud. Fire away. Backtrack back real quick on this Raiders-Ravens game. Sure. I'm going to say something a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of fans don't realize or think about. John Gruden was signed to a 10-year, $100 million contract. Guarantee. They could fire him today. they got to pay him the remainder of the contract. What does that mean? John Gruden's going to be there for the long haul. They get rid of Amari Cooper. They get rid of uh, Bruce Irvin. They get rid of Khalil Mack. If you could put a bet down today on the Raiders not winning another game this season, put it down. They are they are as close to NBA teams tank all the time. You don't really hear about it so much in the NFL, but they're as close to tanking as they possibly can because they want their stockpile of first round picks. And John Gruden knows he's in for the long haul. And just real quick, I know that uh, Mike uh, not a homer, but I want to say something I, that may, could be music to his ears. Uh, I thought that Lamar Jackson coming out of uh, the college this past year, even with Baker Mayfield and and, and Sam Darn and all these others, I thought that he could quite possibly be the best quarterback in the draft. And with John Harbaugh on the hot, possibly on the hot seat, I, I think you, can, you might want to look out for the race. I just want, and, and James, just to uh, comment on that, I, I do agree he's got a lot of talent. I mean, the guy is a freak of nature. He's extremely fast. I want to see his accuracy. I want him sit. I want to see him sit in the pocket and throw the ball without trying to run and create anything. Because we all know, I mean, that's great. Mahomes is probably the best ever at doing this, where he gets outside the pocket, completely off-level, not balanced, throws the ball like a dart 20, 30, 40 yards down the field. That's, again, that's a generational-type player. Aaron Rodgers has been doing Mm -hmm. it for years. Mahomes is doing it now. But I want to see Lamar Jackson, I want to see them open up the offense – I want to be able to see, does this guy have it in him to be able to beat a legitimate first-team defense? Preseason doesn't count. A first-team defense, no matter the team, and I get it. Look, the Raiders are a Swiss cheese defense. They've been getting roasted the entire year, but I want to see it in motion. Don't run the ball every play. Don't even just – I know that's part of the game plan, and they've been, they won last week, but don't think that if you're going to – look, we still have to go to Kansas City, and we have to go to San Diego – following this game. You're not running the ball against Kansas City with the quarterback half the time. They will literally blow you out. Same thing with San Diego. So they better get it together this week because I know there's no look ahead with the Ravens right now. Every week matters. Um, but you got to take Oakland seriously. And I want to see them, if they're going to be able to compete with the Kansas City or, or San Diego, I mean, um, the Chargers – that you have to be able to throw the ball and be able to consistently throw the ball out of the pocket, three-step drop, five-step drop. So it'll be interesting to see uh, this weekend how it plays out. 
How about college football, guys? It's rivalry week. James, you go first. I mean, obviously, one in your backyard, we know how good Georgia is. Uh, but how big a deal is that in Atlanta when Georgia goes against Georgia? Georgia Tech takes on the Bulldogs. Uh, Georgia 17-point favorite at home in this one. Oh, yeah, and it doesn't get a lot of uh, national notoriety of a huge rival game, not like Michigan, Ohio State, or even Iron Bowl, Alabama, and Auburn. But in the state of Georgia and the surrounding areas, it's huge. And here's the thing. Georgia Tech is on a winning streak in Sanford Stadium. They've come into Athens in 2014 and 2016 and beat Georgia on their home place. So Georgia's looking to they're, – they're looking to uh, avenge those home losses uh, this Saturday. But i also say this. You look last week in Alabama Citadel. Alabama plays uh, – doesn't play option thing. Citadel comes into option. And, of course – Alabama's talent takes over and they end up, end up blowing them out. But because they don't face that option on a regular basis, they, they don't have to have superior talent. Same thing, Georgia Tech, they do not have superior talent uh, like, like the Georgia Bulldogs. However, that perplexing, strange, crazy offense that nobody, they don't see from anyone else all year could bring problems. But I think in the, at the end of the day, the superior talent that Georgia brings will uh, will – have them winning the game, and I believe that they'll they'll run away with it towards the end. I think it'll be close early to run away with it towards the end. And here's one one inside tip coming out of Athens, Georgia is uh, Alabama doesn't play a, a option team every year, so they practice on the option that week of the Citadel game. What Georgia knows that as long as Paul Johnson's there, they're playing Georgia Tech every year. They're playing option every year, so they don't just practice the option this week. One hour, they uh, college football teams get 20 hours of practice time each week, right? That's all you get because you got academics and student stuff to take care of. One hour each week, the entire season, uh, Kirby Smart and his staff work on the option, uh, defending the option offense. So you hear about them not looking ahead, and they're, and they're not looking ahead, but you have to prepare for it because it's so much different. And that extra preparation earlier in the year, that one hour a week where they put the scout team against it, is going to pay off Saturday when they play Georgia Tech. And, Mike, I can guarantee you everybody's going to say, hey, what do you got in the Michigan-Ohio State game? Michigan's four and a half, five. Uh, and you sit there and go, well, wait, there are other games. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's not just the game that's on TV, boys and girls. And Ohio State, man, I mean, a team that plays down to their competition all year long. Um it's amazing. I mean, the team has all the talent in the world. And like last game, I've never seen anything like it. A team that is ninth in the country that is possibly playing for a playoff spot this week has 75-yard touchdown, 80-yard touchdown. Seventy. He had three hit about 240 yards, the running back from Maryland, in the first half last week. They couldn't stop anybody. I mean, I was – I don't know if it's the coaching because the talent level is there, Brian. I don't – I can't – you can't give up that many big plays in a row unless it's got to be the coaching scheme. Maryland outcoached, even though they, they lost in overtime. They had a chance to win that game on the conversion when the guy just – it was a backup quarterback for Maryland. He just missed, missed the guy two yards away from him. But, I mean, that's a type of game that they, he got – Urban Meyer got outcoached. So, but it's a much different scenario this week because at the end of the day – Ohio State does when they play tough competition, they play up to it. So this type of game, even though Ohio State hasn't covered anything all year, Michigan getting the points, they have 
one of the best defenses in the league, in the entire nation. And I believe if you're, it's, I would take the dog in this scenario. But it's such a tough game. I mean, it's a very, very tough game to call. And, James, listen, it's the holiday weekend. It's that time of year. We got the college basketball tournaments. We got holiday tournaments. You got them over in Maui. You got big games. We got games right here in Vegas. Uh, so, college basketball, the NBA, uh, don't sleep on the hoops and all the other opportunities that are out there. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's what that's what the day is all about. Day before Thanksgiving, we, we talk about the NFL tomorrow. Uh, hey, going on right now all day long. And on in tomorrow, all about college basketball and the tournaments around the land. How about the college hoops? Uh, Mike, you starting to get a, get a grip and a read on some of these teams? It's tough to say this early. I mean, there's just not enough sample size this early in the season because teams are playing these the tournaments. Uh, they're playing out-of-conference games that teams that are a much different caliber. You don't really – and honestly, the, the coaching staff doesn't really have a legitimate starting seven rotation yet. They're, they're feeling it out, how players play with certain players, the timing, the minutes. It's early on I try to stay away from it and try to just – gauge it, and then come December, right after Thanksgiving, that's when we dive really big into hoops. Uh, we have done a lot of half times because it's much easier when you follow the pace of play in the first half um, to be able to do this. It's you be able to, to judge it, and then the second half number is much easier than just playing it prior to the game starting. Like, you know, with Duke, and a lot of people, all the squares were on Duke when they were playing Auburn yesterday because they believe that the team scoring 95 points is going to blow out everybody. And, and look, Auburn covered getting 11.5. So it's not as easy just looking at the board and going, this team is better than this one. I'm going to take them. And a lot of people that don't actually do this for a living can't beat the book if they're just going to flat bet every game the same amount, no money management. And the truth is, I have a client listening to the show right now that's texting me on the phone and goes, Man, you you guys are celebrities on the radio, Brian. You're famous. Yeah, hardly, you know that? hardly, <laughs> hardly. Hey, listen, we're up against the clock, guys. I want to wish you both, James Jones, Mike. I want to wish you both a very happy Thanksgiving, uh, and we'll do it again next week, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep, have a good one, Brian. Don't forget it's sportsbookradio.com. Eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Check it out, sports insiderradio.com johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the Vegas Strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com.
USA Radio News. Rain is falling in Northern California, which is helping provide relief to the firefighters battling the deadly campfire. The storms have the potential of bringing anywhere from three to six inches of rain. Cal Fire Chief Ken Pimlad does say the search will go on, though, for the nearly 800 that are still missing. There are hundreds of law enforcement and search and rescue personnel that will continue this effort. This is critical. It's an incredibly critically important component uh, to try to recover uh, these individuals. 